Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We watched Survival, so that means we are going to talk about Survival, but I would like to welcome in my good friend, Taylor. Taylor, how are you? Hey, John. I'm, I'm kind of a mixed bag today. Excited for Galley. I know we got some of that to talk about, and that's coming up pretty quick, but also... Man, we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, we do. We have, um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. So we've, we've almost got more to talk about than we have episodes to talk about. That is very true. So um, <laughs> before we talk about survival, we've got um, a couple of who news, and by a couple, we got a, a, a smorgasbord, if you will. We do. We do indeed. And um, I guess we'll just hit, we'll hit you with a left and a right right off the bat here. Um, Last, I believe it was, was it Thursday or was it Friday? Uh, it was Thursday or Friday. It was at the end of last week. Um, John Hurt passed away, and yeah. um, that was a very sad thing to read at work. Uh, I was a lot more sad about it than I than I th- originally thought I would be. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw him, I was privileged enough to watch him talk at Gallifrey last year, and yeah, it... Um, it sucks. <laughs> it, it, it does. And, and he's been in so many things that I'm sure our listeners would recognize. He was in the original Alien film. He was, yes. Uh, he was in the, the uh, movie adaptation of 1984, which is far too poignant these days. And um, he was in the Harry Potter films, if I remember. Yeah, right. he was. He, he did a, lo- a, lot of, a lot of great things. But, I mean, we mostly know him as the War Doctor. Oh, absolutely. And I think he did a perfect job playing that character, and I am glad that he is a part of uh, Doctor Who lore. Definitely. And and from what I've seen in tributes and in articles, he was actually really pleased that he was able to be a part of the Doctor Who universe. He was able to be the Doctor. He was very pleased by that. And he- as as envious as I am that you know you got to see him and stuff at at Gallifrey last year, I'm thrilled for you and for everyone else who did get to see him. Uh, obviously, now that he's passed. Yeah. So super, super depressing, sad news. But um, <laughs> right. we are, uh, I guess, today the news broke, and you broke the news to me um, that. Peter Capaldi announced that this will be his last season of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, very sad about that. I think somebody posted, why can't we have a Doctor for more than three seasons? Yeah. It sure seems that way. Um, at least in New Who. Yeah, at least in, in, in the newer Who. And this is coming off one of the best seasons of Doctor Who. Easily. And... It, um, I, I, I feel like this was rumored for a little while. I feel like maybe Capaldi sort just of. wants to kind of go out with Stephen Moffat just to mm-hmm. give the, uh, Chris Chibnall a chance to, yeah. you know, just bring in his own person. Yeah. I was listening to, um, BBC radio two, where he was doing an interview. It was like nine o'clock at night over there. And, and he was doing a, um, basically a set with the host and playing songs that he liked and stuff like that, which is really cool to listen to. Um, cause he's got great taste in music, honestly. And, um, they were talking about the show and, um, kind of teasing out some stuff for the new season. And honestly, the only reason that I actually even grabbed my like uh, digital voice recorder and set it down next to the speakers. Cause I was like tweeting at the host being like, Hey, tell Peter, hello, I'm listening from Northern California. Woohoo. You know? And, um, hoping to catch something like that because that would be really cool. And instead, I wind up catching the news that he's leaving after the 2017 Christmas special. Yeah. So we, I think we had talked about, and this is in our Christmas special that we just reviewed, we talked about how much we needed this episode. Yes. And now we're back to a regeneration Christmas episode, <laughs> which is... Yep, I guess that's just how it goes. It, it, it is. It, it is what we, as fans of Doctor Who, sign on for, whether we really are aware of it or not. 
we love a show in which the main character is able to continue living because he changes. Change is part of this show. Yeah. And I, I, I see a lot of people reacting on social media. Oh my God, no, why? And just being all distraught. And, and, and I get it. I, I'm sad too. I was so thrilled when Capaldi came on um, to have an older, <clears throat> excuse me, an older person playing the doctor, um, somebody who, who grew up with classic, who, who himself is a fan um, and who has been just one of, I would say the most wonderful and gracious actors uh, to play the role from everything that I've seen. Um, it's been wonderful. So yes, I'm sad as well that he will be departing. Um, it's not that he has departed. We've got an entire season and a Christmas special of yeah. hopefully just sheer awesomeness ahead of us. Um, so I'm trying to stay focused on being excited for that. Um, and I'm just keeping in mind, it's like, look, change is going to happen. Change is what you accept by loving the show. And yes, it hurts, but it's going to happen. And so I'm rolling with it. Yep, that's just uh, that's just how it goes in this show. Yeah. I mean, just got to roll with the punches. So, and and like you said, he's not gone yet. So nope. we got a full season, which we will talk about after uh, these two other news news items. And I guess, well, if actually, we, oh, go ahead. Before we get to that, the other bit of news. Speaking of series ten, is they actually have announced the premiere date. It will be April fifteenth. Yes. And so put that in your calendars, people. That is the same day, apparently, I don't know why they decided to do this, that Class will debut in America. Yes, it'll be on right after Doctor Who. So we will be, um, well, we already talked about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be encouraging people to revisit our reviews yes, of Class. <laughs> definitely. Um, so I guess if Whoopi Goldberg wants to be on Doctor Who, well, an opening just happened, so... <laughs> That's the oh other God. news item we have right now. And, uh, yeah, let's let's bring Whoopi Goldberg on. I like Whoopi. What? Whoopi Goldberg is fantastic. You know, loved her as Guinan on Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, she's, you know, into sci-fi through and through. So why not? Let's do it. Uh, do, do you know where this item is from? Did she just randomly mention it? Um, it? It was mentioned. I feel like I saw it in a couple of different places um i think nerdist may have reported it i think io9 may have reported okay. it i don't know who did it first um but it was from you know those reputable sources that i tend to frequent excellent uh let's see uh rumor has it via the hybrid particles.blogspot.co.uk my <laughs> goodness that two missing hartnell episodes have been found um and the original uh, has been claim, claim the it? person who originally claimed this. Oh, fact. Uh, the original. Yes. Um, they had been right about missing stuff before, but the episodes are not listed and he suspects the rest would end up animated to fill out the whole story. Now, um, little known fact, they talked about not these episodes, but they, mm -hmm. they, um, the restoration team, which I don't know if they're actually going to be at Gallifrey. They usually okay. are. Um, they had announced it was like a world exclusive to Gallifrey a couple of years back that they had found. Um, oh, boy. I can't remember what episodes they were. But they announced that they had found a bunch of episodes. And I think they actually showed the first episode at Gallifrey. So, oh. oh, cool. I mean, if these rumors are correct, maybe the restoration team will address them at Gallifrey one and we will obviously talk about it when it happens if yeah, and when it happens yeah. definitely and and my little blurb here was greatly condensed from a much larger oh. article so you did a really good job with that John thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh, digital spy has released a full list of writers for season 10 um, it is a long list and it starts with it yeah quick? go for it <laughs> so Episode one, not surprisingly, is going to be written by Stephen Moffat. Episode two uh, is going to be done by Frank Cottrell Boyce. Uh, episode three is going to be done by Sarah Dollard, who we all know did uh, Face the Raven. Um, episode four, we actually have a title for this one, is called The Haunted Hub. Oh. Yeah, and I'm not, I don't know, I keep thinking like, oh, so it's, it's, it's a router? Is that the it's emoji a, people, you think? 
I maybe maybe it is. Um, and this is this is uh, done by uh, Mike Bar- Bartlett, who is uh, uh, new, the one new writer uh, this year. All right. Episode five will be by Jamie Matheson. Uh, episode six, it sounds like six and seven are probably a two-parter. Um, episode six is called Extremis, and it's written by Stephen Moffat and Peter Harness. Uh, episode seven also by Stephen Moffat and Peter Harness. Um, episode eight will be done by uh, probably a, one of our favorites, Toby Whithouse. Yeah. We've been pretty happy with the stuff he does. Um, episode nine, which is called The Eaters of Light, will be done by Rona Monroe, who wrote Survival, that we'll be talking about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 10 will be by uh, Mark Gatiss, and then episodes 11 and 12 will be by Stephen Moffat, and I suspect that the Christmas special also will be a Moffat creation. I, You know what? I suspect the Christmas special will be a collaboration between Moffat and Chibnall. Oh, that would be interesting. I would assume. That's you just me. You heard it me. here, folks. <laughs> I would assume with the new writer and new head of Doctor Who coming in, and mm-hmm. you know what? We're, we're probably going to get a mid, mid-year mid announcement of who the Doctor is again. Probably, yes. Uh, I think I'm going to start coming up with predictions. I'm going to look with, um, I'm going to look up people that Chibnall has worked with, not David Tennant. <laughs> Um, I'm going to look up people that he has worked closely with to see if I can maybe come up with some predictions of my own. I think that's a good idea. I haven't put my mind to who would be a good 13th doctor. Gosh, are you ready for that? 13th. Lucky 13. Good thing we uh, got those other regenerations, huh? Right. (laughs) We're just burning through them already. Oh, well, when you're doing them three years at a time, you're gonna. Yeah. Uh, more galley news. You want to go go with this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like as we're getting closer and closer to the event, the the updates are coming fast and furious. Um, so uh, we we got some new guests announced. Catherine uh, Stewart, who uh, plays Jenny Flint, the non Silurian uh, uh, of the of of our favorite Victorian lesbian. Yes, couple. Uh, she'll be there. Uh, she she's delightful. I love watching her on screen so i'm very excited to uh uh see her there um uh deep roy that's his name deep roy uh he actually was mr sin in the fourth doctor adventure the talons of wang chang or you might recognize him as uh, uh scotty's assistant slash sidekick in the rebooted star trek series uh will be there and uh, just very recently announced, I literally just remembered to type this in, uh, Gareth David Lloyd, Yanto Jones. Yes, Yanto. Will also be, yes, I'm very excited about that. Yanto's awesome. Um, now, at the same time, unfortunately, Roberta Tovey and Miles Richardson have both had to uh, bow out of the convention. Um, and they did finally make the official announcement, look, we've tried, we tried really hard, folks, but we will not have any new series headliners that's fine uh, this year and understandably i mean i i get it and they're still in the middle of filming yeah uh season 10 so that that's pretty understandable um although i was also very excited to see and have signed up for um the photo op for uh with the original screen used canine and uh voice actor john leeson oh cool Um, yeah, although if if you're going and money's tight, I totally understand that. There actually is a photo op with just K9, and that's ten bucks. And it's like, you know what, that was worth it. But I said, you know what, I want to do this with the voice and K9, so I signed up for that for Saturday. Excellent, that's cool. I'm glad yeah. you did that. That'll be fun. Yeah, I know. There's, I mean, obviously, I can understand some of them, like Lala Ward. You know, she hasn't done an American convention in over twenty years. That's like, oh gosh, that would be really would be really kind of important because who knows when and obviously Paul McGann's going to be there that'd be a really good one but yeah. I'm, come on I mean K9 that's like <laughs> that was one where I'm like okay I've got to do that definitely I've got, and I I you have been super patient and Mike from the time scoop has been super patient because I saw the schedule and I got through just Friday and I went oh my god I'm so overwhelmed 
there's so much going on. There's so much I want to see. And then I went off and did something and I went, wait, I haven't even looked at Saturday and Sunday yet. <laughs> it'll, but um, it'll Go become ahead. more clear. You'll, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Oh, I'm not worried. <laughs> I, I'm going to be there with some awesome people. I'm looking forward to meeting more awesome people. Yes. And I literally have gone through and I've ticked off the boxes of all the ones that I'm like, I definitely want to go to this. Definitely want to go to this. I definitely. I will tell you right now, Taylor, I saw which things you want to go to, and um, I did. I signed up on the thing, and I checked off some of my stuff as well. Okay, right, right. So, I mean, we'll talk a little more about Gallifrey after we talk about survival. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we should actually address what we came here to talk about. Yes. Uh, So, survival, starring Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor, Sophie Aldred as Ace, friend of the show... Sophie Aldred. Heck yeah. Let's remember that. Always. Uh, Anthony Ainley as the master. Lisa Bowerman as Kara. Is it Kara or is it the Aurora? I pronounce it Kara. It's Kara. And William Barton as Midge. No Midge. It was written by Rona Moreau and directed by Alan Waring. And it first aired November 22nd to December 6th. 1989, the year of the Loma Prieta earthquake. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And we got a whole slew of story notes. You want to uh, take it away here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Survival was the last televised Doctor Who story until the TV movie in 1996. Now, this was not, however, the last filmed Doctor Who story. That was Ghost Light, which was last on the production schedule but I believe uh, the second story of season 26. Um, Paravale, where Ace is from, is a real place. When I was visiting London and Oxford back in 2000, uh, because my brother was going to school at Oxford for a year, um, I actually saw and tried to capture, because, well, you know, it was film cameras and not digital back (laughs) then, a a road sign that was pointing the way to Paravale. Even, Even in 2000, I was like, oh my gosh, Ace's hometown. I got to get a picture of that. Um, so, despite the fact that the master rids himself of the cheetah virus in one of the new adventure novels, he is shown at the start of the TV movie with cat-like eyes. Do you remember that, John? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is oh. a callback to survival. Wow. I know. I didn't even realize that at the time. <laughs> yep. Oh, the TV movie. Oh Moving boy. On. Remember when we watched uh, that? Oh, I do. I do. Listeners, if you really want an entertaining episode of Podcastica, go back and look for our review of the TV movie. Yeah. That's mighty special. Oh, it is. Working titles for this ins- this story uh, included Cat Flap, which I'm glad they didn't go with. Cat Flap? Cat Flap. I have no oh, boy. idea what they were thinking with that one. Um, although slightly better, Blood Hunt. Yeah, yes. Um, and The Survival. The Survival, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, added added The. Yeah. That's that's fun. <laughs> that's It's kind of like how people in L.A. talk about the freeways. Yes. <laughs> Very uh, true. Lisa Bowerman, uh, who plays Kara, uh, would later go on to voice Bernice Summerfield in the Big Finish audio dramas. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bernice Summerfield came on uh, in the New Adventure novels, uh, kind of was the the next companion. Um, I almost want to say after Ace, but they were kind of concurrent for a while. Hmm, okay. Um, so they like there was a period where Ace would kind of come and go between stories in the New Adventure novels, but Benny as she was known, Bernice, would be uh, the Seventh Doctor's companion through those novels. All right. Okay. Um, and lastly, uh, this this actually was kind of sad when I read it, but uh, the cheetah people were originally envisioned as having kind of like cheetah spots painted on their faces, large canine teeth, and apparently the actors were doing a great job of this originally. Very expression-filled uh, performances, but the production ultimately put them in these full cheetah outfits and made them look far more cheesy. Ah, cheesy indeed. And it's, just, um, it's not easy being cheesy. It is not. 
as uh, Chester Cheeto that's right. That's would say. Um, Taylor, as always, you have a synopsis for us. So if you will, please. I will. Uh, the Doctor and Ace return to Paravale only to find that all of Ace's friends are more or less gone and Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch is stuck on the streets looking for people to teleport off to the planet of the Cheetah People, which never gets a name unless it's actually called the planet of the Cheetah People. Oh, and the Master gets a little catty with the Doctor. See what I did there? Oh, boy. Those are puns aplenty. Uh, hey, you know... Seven days without a pun makes one week. What can I say? <laughs> so my my first note here is, uh, well, we have reviewed three episodes in a row, and the answer is actually no. Um, being Survival, the TV movie, and Rose, but we actually never reviewed Rose. So there you That's are. That's right. So we, But we have actually done three in a row because Curse of Fenric came right before Survival. Oh, Look at that. So we've done Curse of Fenric, Survival, and the TV movie. Well, there you go. Now, as soon as we review Rose, there's four in a row. Wow. And that's Yaxi, I think. Yaxi, that actually gets all the little checker pieces to drop out of the... That's a Connect Four, yeah. Oh, that's a Connect Four, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, that, still, there we are. We did pretty there good. There we are. And I have to say, John, looking at your notes and looking at my notes, I think this is the the episode or the story where our notes are like shockingly similar. <laughs> yeah, it's um uh yeah, it's a whole thing. So, I guess the first thing I want to mention is this weird animatronic cat. Oh my That God. is just like the for what? The it's gross. I I thought it was gross. It it's it's not only gross, but it is totally judging that dude's Volvo. Yeah, he's just trying to give it a wash and yep. it's it's so strange like every time we see this cat it does the same thing. So they're like, man, we worked really hard on this cat. We're going to make it do the only thing it can do, <laughs> which is open its mouth like way more than it should be able to. Yes. It was very creepy, and I I did not enjoy it. As a as a person who does not really enjoy cats, not... not <laughs> this didn't help. Did not help. I, you know, as, as someone who has, I'll phrase it this way, been adopted by a cat not only that but a black cat oh boy oh yeah as soon as we moved into this house like a neighbor's cat started liking hanging out at our place more i feel like that cat has made an appearance on a podcast once it probably has it definitely made a an appearance in my podcastica reaction video that i finally did one again oh oh yes Uh, and and that was like oh that's a little too fitting but yes um, I'm much more a cat person than you are, and uh, <laughs> uh, this cat on survival was really poorly done. Um, <clears throat> and as we dive into this, can I just quickly say that I love the Seventh Doctor's theme so much. Yes, it just takes me to like a warm, happy place. It just reminds me, I think, just of being, you know, young and seeing these episodes for the first time, and and for. For whatever reason, after watching this story, I actually went and Wikipedia'd up the Doctor Who theme. And I actually, I won't go into the whole story because it's long, but I encourage listeners, go to Wikipedia, look up Doctor Who theme, to read about how they originally crafted the theme in 1963 and literally what they had to do to get all the sounds and everything. It's mind-boggling. I never knew it, and it's, it's just downright awe-inspiring. I will, um, if you send me the link, I'll put it in the show notes. I, you know what? I will absolutely do that once we're done recording. I'll send that to you for Excellent. sure. All right. I like Ace's look in this episode. Yeah, she, um, she, she was, uh, carrying around that jacket a lot, just like not well, wearing it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But she, um, like for most of her, like, uh, I guess earlier episodes, you know, it's the hair always pulled back in a ponytail white t-shirt kind of you know rocking the boots and the leggings kind of thing this is more like like she's got a blouse on and her hair's different and she almost looks more mature now yeah her hair's um i guess it's not like very different but it is different mm-hmm. and <laughs> so we go back we go back we're in ace's hometown yep and the the gang is gone i guess we forgot to mention that um this guy who's trying to just clean his car is just um he just disappears after being in pure terror yes and in probably the 
least exciting simple flash of white. Yes. Ever. This is like we need a special effect. Uh, well, we don't have much time or budget. I can do just a kind of like a white explosion. Okay, sure. <laughs> yes, and he's gone. And of course, wait, wait to arrive seconds after this guy disappears, Doctor. It's all in the timing. It's all it? in the timing. Yes, it is. And Ace is looking for the gang, and she keeps talking about the gang. The gang used to hang out here. They came up to this mountain. Maybe the gang's over here. It was almost like yes. an episode of Blue's Clues. Where's the gang? <laughs> Are there any clues? And the gang is gone. She can't find them. So they go to this, uh, it's like a rec hall, right? Uh, yes. And we meet Sarge Patterson, who um, Sarge. was applying a nice half-Nelson chicken wing combo. Or one of the students was. I thought that was uh, it's pretty nice. He had it locked and snug. Oh, different podcast. Sorry. Um, That's okay. Hey, you know what? We we're 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 all a little cross platform here at NOTLG. Yes, we are. <laughs> Tornado Tag Radio. New episodes release on Thursdays. So what? Actually, Fridays. Uh, this will release on a Thursday. So uh, Sarge Patterson. Can I just say there's a Monty Python sketch about self defense that I am totally reminded of watching this scene it involves a pointed stick in, in John Cleese and, <laughs> oh well uh, anything that involves John Cleese is fantastic oh yes absolutely um, but yes yeah, Sarge very much oh, survival of the fittest yes uh, and I love that <laughs> he's like who are you looking for and she, it's like uh, I'm looking for everyone like where's yes. where is gang tell me where gang is <laughs> Like a, it's like a coding query. Where is Gang? Yes, and he. We kind of get a little more backstory on Ace, and as we all know, I'm not totally familiar on the backstory, but it seems <laughs> to like everyone thought. Didn't somebody was like, "Oh, we thought you were dead." Yeah, dead or in Birmingham. Yes, yes. I think Ange says says that in a little while. Yes, and. It was just like, uh, do we do we know for the most part? She just kind of skipped town, and that was the end of it. It wasn't so much skip town. Um, she was, she was always kind of a bit of a troubled youth. Uh huh. Um, with kind of a a penchant for chemistry, and she was in the middle of, I guess, whipping up. Oh God, I'm trying to remember. I think it was whipping up some nitro nine, and was basically caught in a time storm, and then oh. whisked off to the ice planet where we, we first meet her in Dragonfire. Oh, okay. Um, so, yes, Skip's Town, technically. Skip's Town via, yeah. Yeah. Via, via time and space. Yes. <laughs> yes, via time and space. Um, I, love, I love that Sarge kind of critiques the Doctor's fitness. Yes. I think that's hilarious. I actually really liked Sarge Patterson. I thought just... I don't know why. I just really enjoyed the character. Because, I mean, like, I, he, he teaches this... Obviously, he seems like he's a war vet, and he teaches this self-defense class. And for mm. the most part, he's, you know, he seems to be, like, a typical kind of military guy. But he does, at the end of the day, he's like, all right, are you, are you okay, guy that I, you know, kind of roughed up a little bit? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, he tussles his true. hair and lets him go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we get more of this freaky cat animatronic, which I just yeah. I can't deal with it. And well, I feel like doesn't I guess on, oh go ahead. Oh, I guess on some level, it's you know it's hard to get a cat to act the same way that you would get you know like a dog. Well, I mean the the it I felt like the when they used a real cat, the real cat did pretty well. It, like, true, they had it waiting at the door. And then when they go to exit the door, it's like, ooh, and, like, runs away. I mean, I guess it's not really that hard, but maybe to get a cat to stay in one spot to get it to move. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Cat wranglers, let us know. Yes. Tweet at us, cat wranglers. And the do I feel like the doctor begins to notice the cat at around this point. Yeah, he does. And there's a lot of, like, I, I feel like this... Sylvester McCoy was doing a lot of like mumbling and looking around, but not really explaining to us what he was trying to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And he, and he, and he does kind of do that, that, that was kind of his thing where like, what, like Matt Smith's doctor would always be like 
talking absolutely as fast as he can to himself, making all the connections on his own. Yes. This is kind of the seventh doctor's version of that. It's, it's it, uh, more of a broody mumbling, which observations. is observations. And we still got the point, but I was just oh, like, totally. I'm used to, I'm used, I'm, I guess I'm still, I don't know. We're all over the place in what we review. So, <laughs> I mean, last week we went from dead silence and now this was a little better. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but we still got the point. Like, something was up with this cat, and, I mean, we, the audience, knew that from the very beginning. Really? Yeah, I, I feel like we not did. Not all cats open their mouth that <sighs> and have glowy eyes connected to oh, the whole time. Oh, show me. Show me. That's what, that's what the master, yes. before we knew it was the oh, master, he'd show me. And then he'd, like, he had cat vision. I know. I, I don't know. Being kind of in a dark room like that saying, show me, I'm like, is is he, like, is he at a strip club? Yeah, I was like, where where is he right now? This is strange. Show? <laughs> um, so the doctor and Ace are kind of they're you know wandering down the street, and then uh, it looks like the doctor has entered the British version of Clerks. This yes, <laughs> the simple fact that we both made the Clerks reference because I'm all like Clerks Paravale Edition. Yes, which I would totally watch. Like it's just these two guys that I was one of expecting one of them to be like, ah, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yes, oh my god, that would have been magnificent. But it never happened. Predated clerks. Yes, it pre predates it by uh, a couple of years. Yeah. I wonder if Kevin Smith watched this and got the idea for clerks from these two gentlemen who seemingly did not care about their job at all and that this man kind of just stole cat food. Well, and 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 when they finally like uh uh like cheese comes up and he goes over to the, the fridge section where there's cheese. I swear at one point the doctor picks up some cheese and he listens to it. Oh, I bet he did. He listens to the cheese. That seems like something he would do. Oh, and, but I think, it, I, I think that's just something about the doctor. There's just you know these non-traditional ways of assessing something. Oh, here, let's lick it. You know, let's listen <laughs> to the cheese. Let's, I don't know. It's 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 just enjoyable watching these little mannerisms. I mean, Sylvester McCoy, just from his comedy and performing background, there's always these little things that he does, and it's just a joy to watch. Absolutely. Uh, Ace finally finds a friend who is kind of like her, but has a hat with buttons all over it. Yes. And out there trying to think, collect donations to hunt saboteurs. Yes, because apparently it's 1942. Apparently, uh, that's retro, I, think, I guess. Yeah, right. And I and I think wasn't didn't she say like like everybody's gone? Yeah, all the gang's gone missing. I think it was UFOs. I'm like, yeah. That's I mean, right. she's I technically UFOs. not that far off. What, technically, no. I mean, it was aliens. Yeah, I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. And then things get a little bonkers, as we like to say on this show. A little bit, but before they get bonkers, did you notice that, like, nobody in Paravale drives? Yeah, uh, yeah, nobody drives a car, huh? People running down streets, people just meandering down the street, but no cars anywhere. Yeah, that Driving. was... lots parked. That was very strange. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, some people rode horses, but they weren't people, they were cheetah people. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> so I, I feel like Ace is just kind of, isn't she, like, in a park just hanging out. Um, she does eventually get there, but not before the doctor comes out with a bunch of tins of cat food. Oh yes, and needs a can opener. And guess who just happens to have one in her jacket, as though it's magic. Yes, Ace. I'm like, why does she have a can opener? She... Okay. Yeah. Why not? And I have a jacket just like that. The pockets are big. I get it. <laughs> Is this the the scene where he sets up the cat food randomly outside of someone's house? Yes, and, and then hides in that person's garden. Yeah. And the person comes to the window and goes, knocks on the window, is like, what are you doing? And he's, he's, like, like, he's like, go away. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> this is my house. What? I have to I have to wonder if, if those were actors or if it was like, um, hey, excuse us, we're gonna film this in front of your house. Would you mind, you know, doing this, coming to the window and I have to wonder if those were the people who actually lived in those houses. I mean it could have been that person didn't have any lines, so Right. So you would have to pay him. Yeah. 
Interesting. Very true. I, I haven't seen any notes about that. So if somebody out there knows, let us know. Now, I have written down, oh my God, this dog is really cute. Now, did a dog come and eat the food? Yes, there is a point where after <laughs> one cat comes along and the doctor goes, oh, you're not the right one. Go away. Yeah. A, a dog comes trotting up and starts eating some of the food. <laughs> and the doctor is really, he's seriously trying to shoot this dog away. Yeah. When you hear Ace scream from down at the park. Yes. And um, a cheetah on a horse, uh, you heard that correctly, <laughs> a, appears out of nowhere. And Ace just starts running around. And I feel like Ace was the origin, originator of parkour. Um, it sure seems that way. Although, when running from a cheetah, person on a horse um it seems like you're shedding a lot of speed to be like you know what i'm gonna cut through this slide yes rather than i'm just gonna keep freaking running yeah i i agree but i also think the hiding in that i I don't even know what you call it not hiding just standing in the middle of that weird thing the The jungle gym basically yeah was that is that the jungle gym the dome yeah just standing in that was it was pretty smart, but also like you can't go anywhere, and that cheetah could probably just get off the horse and come get you. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it was there kind of as a oh look, she's caged. Yes, kind of motif going. But um, Ace gets got now. She, gets she got she gone. And and strangely, the planet of the cheetah people looks a lot like a rock quarry. <laughs> We can I, I, never escape this rock quarry. Oh, no. No, we can't. Let's just meander through Classic Who and count the rock quarries. They need to bring the rock quarry back. You know what? I would totally support that. I think At that would be fun. Story. Yes, I that think that would be, would be great. I mean, technically, they may have, but just bring it back again. Yeah, like in that Classic Who way where it's like really obviously a rock quarry. Not like, oh, we digitally painted out the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarge catches up with the doctor, and I can't remember why the doctor or Sarge is kind of like, hey, what are you, all these kids because, are missing or something. I can't remember. Because Sarge has gotten reports, because he's, he's apparently the neighborhood watch. Oh, yes. With he's the... gotten reports of, you know, this guy kind of like, causing trouble in town because he's putting out cat food and then the doctor defeats him with one finger yes and and honestly i can only take sarge so seriously because he's on a bike okay that was to me i laughed at that and i don't know why i thought it was just like the funniest thing ever him riding a bike around well and that's why i had a a tough time taking him seriously it's it it it, i don't know maybe it's something about the bike It's, it's just a very I shouldn't say it's a flimsy looking bike. I've I've got a friend in England who is very much into like vintage bicycles. I'm sure he would look at it and be like, oh, it's a 19 whatever, you know, this and that. And but there's I don't know. I don't know. It's not like like if he was on a motorcycle. Yes. It would be like well, with yeah, a sidecar. You know, big military type on a motorcycle. Yeah. And it's like, nope, big military type. Um on a little three-speed bicycle. Well, I mean, it, this is the last episode of the Classic Who era, so maybe they didn't have the budget. What, but we get motorcycles later. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Wow. We'll get to that, right? Yes, we will. We will indeed get to that. Uh, I thought it was kind of confusing that the Cheeto wanted to, like, murder Ace until this other dude shows up at first. Yes, and and for what it's worth, I I think the uh, the costume of the cheetah people actually uses leopard print tights, but be that as it may. Yes, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe the the maybe the cheetah person just saw the other dude as like weaker prey, and so it's easier to get. Maybe I don't know. It just seemed very odd that it was like, oh, I'm chasing this one person. Oh wait, there's another guy. I'm gonna go eat him instead. Well, now, for what it's worth, and the way you said that made me think of something, and I know you're not as much a cat person, but trust me, I've watched a cat be like, I'm going to play with this. Oh, this is boring now. I'm gonna, oh, I'm going to play with that over there. Oh, yeah, that could be very true. That could just be that kind of thing. And um, the 
Doctor and Sarge then get transported to Cheetah Planet, as I have dubbed it. Yeah. And um, we find out that the man that wants things shown to him through the eyes of a cat is the master. Indeed it is. And that is the reveal. And then on to episode two, where I was uh, I was very worried for uh, Sarge there for a second. Yes, because doesn't the master, uh, what, reveal he has a tinfoil ball? Yes. Which apparently, obviously, cats love. Yeah, apparently. And um, lasers. Patterson is now surrounded by the cheetah people. And it just turns out that the master just wants to have a chat, which. Yes. And I love that the doctor's like, oh, what are those? Yoink and takes them. He goes off and juggles. And just juggles them and then throws them. Well, he should know. It's it's almost impossible to herd cats. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is very much so. You're only going to have so much luck. Now, granted, if he had lasers, he could have just shined them at the ground. Yeah. If he had he a sonic screwdriver, he could have maybe let's, done something. Let's note, the seventh doctor goes through his entire tenure without a sonic screwdriver, but we'll talk about his fob watch in a little while. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, so the doctor saves Patterson, and they, you know, and oh, uh, meanwhile, I believe. D- Ace meets up with the rest of her her gang. Yes, her friend uh, Shreela uh, and Midge. Yes. And I think, I want to say Steve? Steve or something. I don't know. They all seem kind of terrible. Random guy, yeah. (laughs) They are not the most fleshed out characters ever seen in in Classic Who. And I feel like... um, Ace is like, well, we need to capture one of them. And her trap doesn't work very well the first time around yeah. with the claws. I love that that I love that they try the trap and the and the cheetah just is like meh and gets out of it with claws, but doesn't go after them? That saw, seemed a bit weird. I know. There's see one issue that I have with the cheetah people, and like it they, they mention it a couple times in this it, over the course of the story. It's like if you're just walking and being like slow and like calm, they're not going to chase you. Yeah. But if you're freaking out and you're running around, you're making a bunch of noise, they're totally going to chase you. And I don't think that that's quite the way like actual cheetahs behave. No. (laughs) Um, Let alone a cat. Cause really I can just walk past mine and he's going to be like, Ooh, you have a leg grab. (laughs) Um, and I'll be like, yes, that's my leg. Get off it. It hurts. <laughs> um, Ace's trap works a little better the second time around, but instead of catching a cheetah person, she ends up catching the doctor. And is this where we 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 find out? Oh, no. A little later, we find out that the master actually does need to just chat with the doctor for good reason. Yes. Um, I don't want to go too far ahead, though, but I think we're almost... We're almost We're there. I, I I love that when, um, because I I didn't even it didn't even occur to me that Ace hadn't like known about the master up until this point. And so when he's describing him to her, she goes, "Don't you know any nice people?" Yes, that was so funny. Like, I'm like, that's brilliant. Yes. I mean, he no. Yeah, not really. And you know what? I mean, he he could have know. said the same thing to her. <laughs> yeah. Do right. you know any nice people? Because your gang is kind of ineffectual. Yeah, they are not nice people. There's one shot like right after this scene where it's like a long shot and the master is standing on top of this hill. But I swear, I almost feel like I've got to go back and watch it. But I swear that it's almost like they probably blue screened him because (laughs) the hill actually doesn't look like a really big hill. Like it looks like they just shot like, oh, here's just part of the quarry and it's actually really close to us, but we need to make it look like the master's far away. So it looks like the, the scale of the rocks and stuff compared to the scale of the master. The master's like 50 foot tall. Now, is this around the time where everybody meets up together and the doctor's like, don't run. Yes. Like just before that, I think. And everybody runs. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and he's just there screaming like don't run don't run and the, this random guy's just like running around in a circle and he just keeps saying like stay still and the master's just laughing somewhere 
pretty pretty much and um i i felt like you know we always kind of talk about the music especially the incidental music um in these episodes and as i'm as i'm watching this uh the other night i'm like i feel like i'm getting like some, just just a slight hint of like spaghetti western music vibe in this uh um, oh definitely and it turns out it turns out that the guy who did the incidental music for this episode is Dominic Glenn, who's going to be at Gallifrey one. So I'm like, well, shoot, I'm just going to tweet the dude real quick and be like, Hey, you know, we're watching this for, for podcastica. Yeah. I'm totally getting this vibe. Was there, you know, did you have some influence? And he's like, and he totally tweeted back, which I thought was awesome. And he's like, Oh yeah, totally. Oh, sweet. And I'm like, right on. Hey, you know, we're totally going to be at galley next month. Looking forward to seeing your set. Cause he's doing like a, uh, the Happiness Patrol remixes. Oh yeah, set. he's doing like a little DJ kind of set, right? I totally want to go to that. Yes, that should be awesome. I'm looking forward to it, definitely. So yes, I have it confirmed from the man himself. There's definitely a spaghetti western vibe. Awesome, that's really cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, let's see. Ace makes friends with a cheetah person. She just gave a concussion to by throwing a rock at its head. Or yes, her, or her head, and that actually turns out to be Kara. It is, and I've I've got to feel like I, I kind of feel like that whole fight that kind of leads up to that. It's 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 kind of like West Side Story set in a quarry, yeah, in the middle of summer with the cast of Cats. Yes, <laughs> or they're having a big fight at a furry convention. I'm not sure which. So <laughs> we find out from the master that if you stay, basically, if you stay too long on this planet, you become a cheetah person, and he howls, yeah. and it's very funny. Oh, God, the howl is hilarious. I mean, really, when this planet gets its claws in you. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, geez. <laughs> Puntastic. And uh, we find out that much like the master, Ace loves planet, Cheetah. <laughs> she loves planet. And uh, I, at this point, I went, oh, man, Ace is going to be, she's going to be a Cheetah person. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. I, oh, his name is Mitch. That is the friend's name. It's Mitch? I believe it is. Well, there's there's Midge, but why would they have Midge and Mitch? Well, then it must be Midge then. Wait, Midge is a woman. No. 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 Midge is the dude in the leather jacket who later gets Well, then like, it's Midge. You know, I yeah. misheard it as Mitch. Yeah, no, 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 it's Midge. Um, but let's jump back to Kara just for a second because, like, after the concussion, maybe it's a result of the concussion. I don't know. She's She's starting to speak english and i'm like okay wait is is she somehow actually learning english or is this like the tardis telepathic circuit at work or something yeah you know what actually i didn't I even know. really think think too much about that but i mean later on we kind of find out why oh yes we do at the end you're absolutely right and i don't know why i didn't put that together myself yeah. but at this point in the episode i was kind of like hmm how does she know words yeah right <laughs> and she's like, oh, I need water. Yes. You know what, though? I'm going to say this right now. That cupping of the hand to get water thing has never worked for me. Maybe I'm just doing it wrong. No? No. Use a, a, a cup to rinse after brushing your teeth? No, I mean like using your hands as a cup. Right. Like I'm doing it right now, and I'm like, I feel like water would just, I, it, I would not be able to save this cheetah person's life. Huh. Anyway. So Midge. Oh, okay. Yes, Midge. He becomes super crazy and just starts stabbing things. Well, yeah, busts off like um, oh, it's like a like a tooth off, like a saber tooth tiger skull. Yeah, and he's just like, I'm primal. Yeah, I'm just gonna start stabbing things, and then oh man, he becomes a cheetah person, and then there's crazy guitar driven chase music. Yeah, which was awesome. Gotta love it. And we kind of end the episode with. <laughs> the th with the thriller moment. turnaround, yes, <laughs> which is just so ridiculous. Ace turns around uh, and her eyes are yellow, and then someone goes ah, <laughs> and that's how the uh, the music video ends. I yes, it it exactly is, and you make me really want to just take that video file and put that sound effect over it. Just put the just take the yeah the the laughing at the end, the pause, but do do that kind of pause where like do you remember having a vcr and you'd, you'd pause and, and the image would just be a little just a little blurred 
Yeah. 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 I, I don't know how else to call it, but yeah, just a little blurred. <laughs> do the laughter. Oh man. Hey, here's a fun fact. I was watching the credits. Um, uh, at the end of episode two, waiting for episode three to start. And the, uh, the person who was the vision mixer, Oh, I would love to Google up and see what they do. Um, her name, Susan Bryn cat. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll give it to you. Thanks. So episode three, Ace <laughs> is going a hunting. She is. And there's this really needless scene. I, it's of Ace and Kara just like running in slow motion mm-hmm. where like nothing happens. They're just running in slow motion. And it was yeah. the most needless scene I think I've seen in a while. Pretty much. Because um, I had the same thing. I'm like, uh, not so sure the slow-mo works Yeah, what happened? Well. Do we need to put like the chariots of fire theme to it or something? I mean, I guess uh, another weird thing besides the slow motion that uh, apparently the master just has an apartment on this planet. Well, yeah, I mean, housing <laughs> is tough to tough to come by here. Didn't that seem like very weird? It was. And I mean, oh, I really don't have. I guess I have a a decent. This is we. T- I said bonkers earlier. It gets even more bonkers. Um. In this episode. I mean, because they get, they get back home. They use Ace to get back home. And I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, there's 15 minutes left in this episode. Uh-huh. Like, isn't this the end? I mean... Well, that, hang on. But before we get all the way there, first, I just want to say, I would love to see New Who somehow connect the cheetah people to those nurse cats. That would be great. I Actually, I would love to see New Who try to, like, incorporate the cheetah people back. Well, we got the, the writer... You know what? Maybe. Never know. We'll see. Um, but at one point, and I can't remember if it is before Ace gets them back to Earth, because Midge and the Master have already escaped to Earth. Yes. But the Doctor is using his fob watch, and I've always loved his fob watch, because it's basically a digital watch in the casing of a pocket watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's literally, he's using it to like, I don't know, test something in the dirt and it's kind of making a sonic screwdriver sound. And I'm like, doctor, you don't have a sonic screwdriver. What are you <laughs> doing with this fob watch? You have a sonic fob watch. Hey, I'd be down. It's attached to your person. You can't really lose it. And it tells you the time. Exactly. <laughs> so as I said, we got 15 minutes left in the show and we're back home already. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I mean, isn't it? Isn't that the end? Don't we just say a line and then the credits roll? <laughs> but no, we um. Oh boy, we had a, ch- a child actor, which is uh, your favorite, huh? The bad man killed it. Well, you killed the scene, child. So I mean, <laughs> actually, I feel like that child grew up to be a, actually a pretty good a- a- actor. In yeah, I feel like I read somewhere. But um, I mean, I mean, you got to start somewhere, I guess. We all do. We had a cheetah yeah, riding a motorcycle. Which um, can we can we please talk about um the most mid eighties suit I've ever seen in my entire life? Can I can I can I just name him Slick Midge right now? He was like, yeah, he's like, look at all these nerds in self defense, <laughs> and he had it almost like he. I don't even know how to describe this suit. It was like gigantic. He he was a reject off Miami Vice. Yes, thank you. And he's like wearing his like gla- like sunglasses indoors. Yeah. And um I feel like they 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 all get back to earth and Sarge is like I got to get I'm going to be late for my class. Well, yeah, cuz and and his clothes are all like tattered and everything. Oh yeah, and he just walks in the class like, "Hey everybody." And um we got slick slick midge and the master there and um unfortunately sarge meets his demise and i am very sad i know i liked sarge and but here's the thing though i can understand why in this entire entire time that we've been watching this uh the the master can control the cheetah people which is fine i understand that 
but now he can mm-hmm. control all of these other people. You don't think it was just Midge, the cheap motivational speaker, doing it? I mean, he did look super slick, as we have <laughs> said. Maybe slick. they're just like, we, yeah, let's follow this dude. Oh, and, but the way they follow him, it's, it is very kind of mindless. It is yes. Very kind of, I don't want to say zombie-esque, well, but it... Isn't it canon that the master can use some kind of hip, hypnotist yes. kind of stuff? So, I mean, all right, yes. I guess that makes sense. I guess in classic Who, I don't really think he used it in modern. Um, well, not, actually, um, that might be, I, remember, I don't know. But, yeah. So, <laughs> we're uh, we're up on this hill again. Yes. Just hanging out, you know. And here comes Slick Midge on his motorcycle (laughs) with his gang. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, what in the world is happening? And I can't remember. (laughs) I can't remember how we got to the point where the doctor got on a motorcycle as well. Okay, I'll tell you how that happened. Because, um, Because Ace has got some of the cheetah planet in her that really sounds wrong um (laughs) if she hunts if she kills um if she doesn't get a snickers bar (laughs) yes then she will like you know fully convert over oh so she'll be super cool like midge though right i don't see a problem here no but you forget that the 80s had shoulder pads and women oh that's where the coolness factor falls away yeah True. Um, so the doctor's like, no, you can't do it. I have to do it. And what he does is run, runs headfirst into Midge, who is also going about, I'd say they're both going about 80. And they That's co- what it seems like. They collide headfirst into this giant explosion. And I'm like, wait, wh- what? <laughs> I was so I was so confused, and I'm like, well, surely the doctor has died, but I'm like, no, that's not how it happened because he regenerated after you know a drive-by shooting in the TV yes. movie. Yes, <laughs> which actually this might have been a better fate for him. I would agree with that completely. Like he flew fifty feet into like this trash heap and was completely fine. Yes. I was like, come on, this is ridiculous. It, it, it completely is. And, and I encourage everybody to find a copy of Survival and watch, if nothing else, this scene. Yes. When those motorcycles come together, you can almost tell, even though it's, it's pretty seamless, it's not like the scene shifts or anything. No. Like they bump the camera. But it literally is motorcycles come together and pause explosion. Yeah, it was insane. I feel like Midge does not survive, right? Um, Midge, he like kind of sort of survives, but then like the master's like, no, I don't need you anymore. And he's like, "Uh, I'm dead. (laughs) Um, Can we also talk about how Kara said, do you bleed? Oh, I know. right. Which is. A line from Batman v Superman, the dawn so of justice. You, which I know you guys loved so much on Yakety Cast. I didn't uh, mind it as much as uh, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing ever, but it wasn't the worst thing ever. For what it's worth, I still haven't seen it. That's fine. I, I still haven't seen Rogue One. desire to. So, yeah, uh, I was like, wow, Doc, Doctor Who uh, getting the, the DC bump there. Just well, taking lines. Are, are are you suggesting, kind of like how we talked about Kevin Smith earlier, that Zack Snyder watched Survival and was like, I really like that line? I mean, maybe. Who knows? Could be. And um, at, at this point, I believe Kara gets injured very much so and then becomes a person. Yes. And we're like, oh, she's a person now. And then I'm like, that's how she knew English. Oh, yeah, that's how she knew English. Well, she's a person now, so I guess they saved her. And then I'm like, oh, wow, she's super dead. So, yeah. Welp. And that's actually the last note I have. <laughs> oh. Oh. Really? Yes. You didn't have anything to say about the master and the doctor traveling back to the cheetah planet and oh, having And they you know this... what? Yeah, this oh this crazy battle where he where he's just like what does he keep saying like over and over uh, again? It 
the doctor almost grabs a rock and smashes in the master's head. Yes. And then on probably the worst, cheapest, worn out blue screen ever, screams in his biggest booming Sylvester McCoy doctor voice because he really can kind of project at a deep uh, tone. Yes. If we fight like animals, we'll die like animals. Or, or if we fight like animals, we'll destroy this blue screen. Uh, and doesn't he keep saying that over and over again and then randomly he, gets he transported a, back to Earth? He says it a couple of times. And I'm trying, I'm honestly trying to remember how he gets transported back. I can't but remember, but he, he does. I, I, and for and for the life of me, I don't know why, but I can't remember either. He does. Wait, doesn't a but, cheetah person bring him back? Maybe. Like just randomly grabs him, teleports him, and then leaves? Just Get out of here. Yeah, I can't really remember. He picks him up and, you know, throw, throws him through the portal. Yeah, but he does get teleported back and is still kind of screaming in the middle of the street. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> right. That's right. And this lady comes along and is like, what the hell are you doing? Dude? Yeah, like, what is what is wrong with you? And he's like, hmm, okay. And just that's the end of it, basically. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, Ace is back at, like, the scene of the motorbike crash with, like, I think the umbrella and the hat. Yeah, she like, puts the oh. hat on. And then she puts the hat on. And I'm like, okay, Ace looks extra cute in the hat. I like that. And then the doctor says, I believe that belongs to me and takes it back. Yes. And you can kind of see her smile. I was like, oh, you're okay. Yeah. Because she did. I don't think she had seen him recover from the huge collision. Right. So she thought he was dead, and rightfully so. And um, that's how we end the classic Who era. Well, yeah. They, they walk off. Um, talking about having been in the wilderness. Is that foreshadowing or what? Uh, yeah. But the the speech at the end there where he talks about, you know, somewhere there's cities of ice and somewhere the tea's getting cold and come on, Ace, we have work to do. That actually was all recorded completely after the fact. Oh, that uh, was, really? And dubbed over his ADR, yeah. Um, they kind of, from what I've read, they kind of had the feeling that this might be the last Doctor Who we have for a little while. They they had didn't like have an official like look you guys are going on hiatus kind of thing. Yeah. But there was kind of that vibe and so like right at the end they're like, you know what? We're gonna pen this little thing and we're gonna have them record uh the audio for it and we'll put it over as they're walking away. That's nice that they did that. Yeah. Because had it ended with them just, you know, kind of walking off like that, it might have been like, oh, uh Okay, that, that's it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, that's it? <laughs> well, time to read some new adventures, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, I I enjoyed this for the most part. I, th- I thought the characters were fine. I mean, the last, like, ten minutes of this was just completely bonkers. Yes. Oh, um, how do we... pride ourselves on. I guess um, we haven't brought it back in a while. On the Duggan smash scale, how do we feel that yes. crash uh, was... Oh, oh, are we we're putting the motorbike crash on on the Duggan scale? I mean, they did smash. They they did. Were there were, were there any other good hits? Um, any proper punches? I mean, there was like the, the 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 West Side Story fight. Yeah, but I feel like the crash is the biggest smash that was there. Oh, well, I don't know. For for sheer Duggan bonkerness. Can I say that bonkerness? Yeah, yeah why not? Why not? I'm going to I can do that. Um, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna say twelve. A twelve. Wow. You know what? Twelve, 12 I will, out of ten. Twelve out of ten. My goodness. You know what? I will go right up. You know, I'll say, I will say twelve as well. That sounds like All a right. fitting. So this is, this is off the Duggan scale. This is off the Duggan scale. It is that crazy. It's also, it's also, well, okay, it's a smash. Yeah, fine. Okay. I, 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 I think classic Duggan where it's just like, I'm going to hit things. Yes. I mean, it was very reckless. So just it like was. Duggan. So I'll give you that. Okay. I will give you that. You are absolutely right. Yes. So Welcome back Duggan scale. Yes. You are back just in time and just in time. So next time you hear from us. Yes. We will be live. Ish. Ish. From uh, Gallifrey we'll be in the same One. Room together. Yes, we will be in the same room together. I'm very excited for Gallifrey One, and I will be I... packing up all of my equipment, and we will be recording 
at our leisure, aka at the end of every night, or maybe who knows? We who knows? We'll figure it out. We will. We we will see just how awake I am at the end of that because you know <laughs> I am Team Sleepyheads. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. There's usually some breaks where we can record some stuff. Um, yeah. We're gonna have um, Mike from Time Scoop. We're gonna have uh, Lauren's gonna be on as well. Uh, we're gonna have Anna's gonna be on. Peter's gonna be on. So basically, the entire galley crew is going yeah. to be on these podcasts, and I'm very excited. I think we have a great group this year, as we do all every year, and I'm excited to see you at your first Gallifrey. I'm yeah, I'm I'm so pumped and uh, so so excited. Yes, for it. I'm 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 imagining it. And I'm, I almost feel dizzy just from like, oh my gosh, this you'll, is going to be like, you'll wow. Be, you'll and be I'm, fine. And I'm, <laughs> I'm still determined to do a world famous synopsis of every day when we record. Oh, I'm excited. So look for, <laughs> look forward to that. That will be, I, I guess, four episodes in a row for you guys. So you'll be sick. Of, and maybe in the last episode, we'll announce what we're going to review next time. If we're able to even think at that point, if um, maybe if we um, we'll take some suggestions from the people we are talking to, what should we review oh, next? That would be good. That would be. You're just trying to get out of having to pick. Oh, it is my turn, isn't it? It is. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll figure it out. I'm sure I'll just Ooh. pick something. I'm just razzing you. <laughs> so um, that's it for us. You can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search a Podcastica and rate and review us as well. And also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash NOTLG or the NOTLG. Uh, head on over to NOTLG.spreadshirt.com and buy a Podcastica shirt. Maybe it'll arrive before Gallifrey. And if we see you, oh man. You will be our new best friend. Absolutely. Uh, my That's the other thing. I have to figure out what wrestling shirts I'm going to be bringing. I have my Doctor Who hat, my TARDIS hat, yes. which I will be wearing. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited, and I, I will pack the Podcastica shirt. Good. And, John, you know what else we need to figure out? Hmm. We need to figure out when, while we are down there, we will recreate podcasting oh. shirt using our actual selves yes okay yeah no we can do that we will find time because they have the, the tardis is there so yes all right and awesome I, and I think between everyone we know we'll be able to pull together enough costume items to be able to do this yes definitely all right cool um oh guys check out the y-axes they do our music and a bunch of other music for the night of the living geeks network they are basically our official band um, they've always been super cool to us. You need to check out their new album. It's on Spotify, or you can purchase it at the y And like their Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Y-axis. And that's it for us this week. Join us again in a little under or a little over two weeks. Yeah. Where we will be live at Gallifrey One. And um, we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Well, the emotional threads are the... Yeah, there's a number of them. I suppose the, 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 the big thing about it, for me, is that it'll be my last. Uh, so that's... Maybe your last. Yes. Yeah. I will. Yes. Oh, yeah. This will be the end for me.